Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. First of all, a very happy new year to you. This is the first episode of 2024 and I hope your year is off to a really good start. But if it isn't, if it's been a bit rubbish so far, then I really hope this episode can help you out. So today my guest is Sam Hands. He is a life coach who also balances a nine to five and shares his marathon journey on Instagram. In this conversation, we discuss what you should do when you're feeling lost what most people don't understand about happiness, why you should stop having sex with multiple people, how to stop worrying what others think, and why exercise is a game changer for the mind. I really enjoyed this conversation with Sam. He actually said to me before we started recording that he wasn't a prophet or a guru, he's just a guy from East London who's made it out the mud. And I really love that he said that because he shares so much amazing advice and has a really unique perspective on life but he also carries a lot of humility which I think really comes across in this episode. As this was the first episode I recorded in a while I did feel a bit rusty and I feel like the cogs were turning a bit slower than usual but I hope it doesn't come across too much and I really hope you enjoy this conversation so let's get on with the episode. just ask you to start with to give me a little personal introduction for anyone listening where are you from what do you do that kind of thing yeah sure I'm Sam I go by SJ helps on TikTok I'm from northeast London and I'm a life coach as well as balancing a nine-to-five and the rest mm-hmm. whole host of things whole host of things so why did you decide to start sharing life advice on social media? Because I really wanted to get you on this podcast because I saw your TikToks um, and I saw the messages you were putting out and I just 
they really resonated with me and I think you deliver them in a way that's very relatable and um, authentic. And I just wondered why that was a decision that you made. I mean, I think there's, to be honest, there's quite a few. Mm. But the main point for me was I started out recording my thoughts as an outlet. So I've journaled, meditated, um, the rest, the, f- the four works to try and get out of like different kind of episodes you're going through. Yeah. And I went on quite a big spiritual journey, self-development journey. And when I started s- communicating that with people, it seemed to resonate a lot. And I ended up helping lots of friends, family, even my dad. Like my dad took a new insight or outlook on life Mm. because of what I'd shared with him. And it got to the point where one of my friends actually, he he said to me that I can deliver information in such a way that's so easy to understand and comprehend, but without making it toxic positive, if you know what I mean. So a lot of people go down that route of toxic positivity and it's like, just go get and all this really motivating stuff. But I found that when you're in a rut and you you can't even think what your name is, you can't have a conversation and you're really down bad, that's not really what you want to hear. No, exactly. So I thought if I can resonate with people in my own life and get through to people, why not just put it out there and see if I can help someone? And yeah, comments started flowing, people started messaging me and... Yeah, it's just been lovely, to be honest. Just, I basically put it out there to help one person. That was the goal. And anything on top of that is a bonus, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I think that's a really noble mission to have. And I was listening to something um, with James Smith recently, who's a PT on social media. And someone asked him, like, how have you achieved such great success? What's your advice for people starting out on social media? And he said that he was obviously a qualified PT and all the content he was putting out was just to help someone. Mm. It was like no bullshit fitness advice that would hopefully get through to just one individual who was struggling. And then clearly he's had this crazy success, but it always starts from a place of wanting to help people. Mm. And I think that's really great. And that's also what I'm trying to do with this podcast, I guess. Is yeah, I mean, it's, it's working. It's working. <laughs> We're I've getting got, there. <laughs> I've got friends and family, to be honest, who have seen it because, of course, I've shown mm. people the podcast and, yeah, they're, they're all the same. They think it's a lovely community feel that you're bringing. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's rewarding, isn't it? It's not something that you think, this is what I need to do with my life. It's just, if I can help that one guy or that one girl who's sitting at home really struggling to get out, even just to make it to the gym yeah and that's what they've been focusing on for months i just want to get to the gym i just want to and maybe one little thing that you say they'll go you know what that's it yeah and out they go i'll listen to like three hour podcasts and take away two things that yeah but they've also been huge things that have like changed my mindset yeah massively impactful isn't it Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's the i want to say that's the goal it is the goal with you know a percentage of what you say getting through to someone and just breaking that barrier of whatever that barrier is in their life that they can't quite visualize and figure out but yeah it seems to it seems to to do quite well um for people based on the responses I've got amazing so let's get into that today then so I've been having a little stalk of your TikTok social media and I've picked out a few 
topics, things that you've said that I thought we could discuss, have a little chat around. Please. Um, amazing. So the first thing you said I want to talk about is when you feel lost in life, you shouldn't fight it. Instead, you should push for redirection. Yeah, so I actually got quite a mixed review on that. I love reading the comments section. Yeah, I just yeah. add that it's so interesting to hear people's it is perspective. Th- yeah, I know, I know. Because sometimes people, uh, even on a video like that, people are fighting it. People are fighting what you're saying, which, of course, it's understandable. You have to be in a certain frame of mind to hear anything at any point. When you're doubting yourself, for example, someone tells you not to doubt yourself or that mm-hmm. you've done great things, you're like, Pfft. yeah. You need to, it needs to come from within. So what I found is when you feel lost, what we tend to do is just fixate on it. Why am I lost? What am I missing? Where am I going wrong? Where do I need to go? Instead of completely embracing the fact that, you know what, I am lost, this is life. It kind of, it is what it is. Mm. And I've found that when I've taken that stance and kind of, I guess just let it be and let it flow. Even if I don't feel like I'm doing great at that moment in time, it works itself out because when you're fighting it, you're almost looking for a new route. You're looking for a new hobby that's going to fulfill you. You start thinking about career change. You start thinking about relocating. You start thinking about maybe even material things and you end up just going down all these different avenues and these tangents that, to be honest, are just going to get you in a downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a personal experience of that? Like that feeling of being Yeah, lost? probably like, like, yeah, more times than I've had hot meals, I think. Mm. <laughs> I had My most recent one was probably, um, I want to say, leading up to the new year, to be honest, I think we briefly spoke about that, but that pressure of a new year and achieving so mm-hmm. much and all these goals, leading up to it, I just... I sort of just got in my head a lot and I started doubting what I'm doing because it's not gradable. It's not something that you can measure success with. So I kind of just started, I'd started doubting myself and I lost sight of why I was doing it. So I started thinking about the numbers and the followers and the content type and all this stuff. And I didn't act on it. But I just got so wrapped up in my own head. And I thought, I'm just going to drop this. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it lasted a few days. And the minute I stopped thinking about that and just, you know, meditation, running, exercise, journaling, whatever you can do to get it out and just be, it just went away. And like that, I'm telling you, like that, mm. I just thought, well, I know why I'm doing it. It's to help people. Mm. It doesn't matter what comes from it. I just want to help one person, like I said. So that's the most recent one, but that's one of many. I to know, be honest I know. With you. I'm thinking back. I I would say that during lockdown was the time I felt the most mm. lost, and I think a lot of people will probably relate to that because everything just stopped, and I'd gone from having a ski season in France as a chalet girl, I was like having the time of my life, yeah. and then that got cut short because of covid so i was back at home with my mom and i i was just like what am i doing like mm. didn't know where i was going to go to uni wasn't even sure if i was going to go to uni and i just i really got in my own head like you said of just doubting myself so much and like wondering which path i should go down and so 
I think that's important for people to know that we've all been there mm. and actually constantly trying to fight it doesn't always help because I guess if you tell yourself, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not meant to do this, you then look for evidence that backs it up. Exactly. Like you said, with looking at the followers and, and the likes and whatnot, if we're talking about social media, whereas if you change your thought, you can then look at positive things. A hundred percent. I mean, COVID, that was, lockdown was just massive for yeah. everyone. There were people that never understood. So I had a lot, I battled anxiety and depression for years like really bad mm. crippling and people just didn't understand it a lot of people didn't get it they just throw quick fixes at you you know yeah. and bit, little words of reassurance and it, it doesn't it's not what you're looking for it's not what you need yeah um and the people that were doing that the same people after covid were saying i'm anxious like for the first time in my life yeah. this feeling that i don't understand i've never had to deal with before and I think it can come in waves anyway. Like you could have someone who's never felt anxious their entire life, get to a 35, full breakdown, mm. want a career change, the full lot. And that's why I think embracing these feelings is so important because you just build up this mental armory. So when it comes again, you're like, I know this one. Yeah. Right, it'll be all right. It'll be fun. What advice would you give to someone though to kind of get out a rut the only thing I can say is just do the thing. Do the, do the thing that you're thinking about. Yeah. Because this is coming from me, personal experience. I have spent, I spend so long <laughs> trying to figure it out. Why am I feeling like this? What is it? You know, journaling for pages and pages, writing pages and pages and pages and meditating. But because I'm chasing it and trying to figure it out and overanalyze it, all you do is just end up in a spiral, like a circle of events it's like a negative feedback loop you don't stop mm. so the only thing that ever helps me is just do the thing the thing that you're thinking about that you want to do right now just do it yeah that's the only and it's hard when you feel like that but i think everyone's subconscious knows that's what they need to do like deep down but because you're fighting it is uh it can prove quite difficult yeah that's something you even said in the video is when you have those feelings it's Probably because something needs to change and you need to take action on that. Yeah, exactly. But people are often too scared. To it's fear and problem. everything. You know what, Ruby? Everything comes from fear. Like I was talking about one of my friends before we started. He has, you know, he hasn't claimed it himself, but he's got social anxiety, one of my friends. And you would never expect it. I used to have it really bad, but you'd never expect it. And the way that you can overcome that is do the thing you have to step out of mm. that comfort zone you know the way to not be socially anxious is to put yourself in environments where you're going to feel socially awkward and you just have to do the thing <laughs> definitely preach it the next one is uh worrying about what people think about you is a waste of energy i really like this video that you made on tiktok just wondered why you decided to put that message out there Again, it's most of my videos come from my own internal dialogue. Next yeah, <laughs> literally. So there was somebody in my gym that I was concerned about their view of me for 20 minutes. And I just thought, you know, because I have that mental armory now is something that I've dealt with before. Why do I care? I think they spoke to me funny or looked sort of was a bit condescending or something like that. And 
I left and I thought, what a waste of energy that was. What What's the point? So it's a case of you have your ego. Everyone's got an ego. And your ego is the thing that gets upset about what people think about you. So if you're, like I said in the video, if you're buying car, if you're aiming down the route of getting a new car, new clothes, going to certain places just for recognition or validation, yeah. it's a waste of energy. As well as worrying about what people think about you on the street or how you sound or what you say. Um, I'm not saying it's a quick fix. Like I still think it sometimes is still an intrusive thought. Mm. But it's knowing that it doesn't define you. It doesn't define you and you are you at the end of the day. And yeah. that's all you can be is your authentic self. And if you're not, well, then you're going to go down a spiral of of speed bumps down the road, <laughs> you know what I mean? A few bumps in the road. Yeah. Mark Manson has a quote that I love, which is, you'll stop worrying how much people, stop worrying how much people think about you when you realise how seldom they do. Amen. And it's just brilliant because I think we are all the same and we all assume that everyone's um, judging us all the time and analysing what we do, but that's so not true because everybody's focused on themselves far too much exactly everyone's wrapped up in their own little bubble and to be honest if anyone was to judge you it doesn't define you i'll have to dig out a book that i was recommended by someone that i met that studied uh, philosophy and mm. it's about a man who basically he drives himself mad by overthinking that everyone has a different interpretation of who he is so mm what is his identity who is he what's the right one mm. what is the right identity of him and there isn't one even the one that you think of yourself isn't your identity yeah. it's just you I know because I think we all go through life playing different roles whether that's mm. consciously or subconsciously like when I'm at uni I'm playing student when I'm yeah. at work I'm playing waitress when I'm at home I'm playing daughter game, like. or stepsister and mm. then i'm like oh who's ruby behind all of this yeah this is it i mean i had um i got a funny anecdote about yeah. that to be honest when i was i want to say maybe 18 19 i realized i realized that and i realized how different i was at home to when i was out mm. not in a good way back then not really in a good way but i was loud i'd sing i'd dance i'd make jokes when I was out, I'd swear when I was out. And when I'd go home, I was just sort of, you know, stand up, well put together. Yeah. Yes, mummy. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go to work and get a good job and blah, blah, blah. And there was just one day, I can't remember why. I can't, I can't imagine what, what triggered it. But mm. I went home and I just said, mum, you, you know, you don't know me, right? And she was like, obviously heartbroken, but it was the start of saying things that had to be said. And, I just said, I'm not like this. Like, I don't like the fact that I'm hiding who I am from you. Mm. And to be quite honest with you, since then, our relationship has blossomed. My mum's my best friend. She's Aww. my biggest supporter. And Would you say you were trying to be the son you thought she wanted? Is that why yeah, you were yeah. acting that way? But Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because in life, you go through experiences you learn for yourself yeah of course. and especially about that time everyone makes a few mistakes along the way mm. and I made a fair few and I was just shameful of it I think so I didn't want to own it 
And I guess when I learned the mistakes myself, I then decided, you know what, even though I'm still learning, she's got to know. I love that, yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair on her. It's not fair on... It wasn't fair on me. It's not fair on anyone in the family. And I think it also breeds a bit of anxiety in the sense that you're not being true to yourself. You don't even know who you are at that point, Mm. relating back to that book. It's like, am I the guy at home or am I the guy when I'm out? Am I the guy when I'm on my own? Who am I? Like you say, who is Ruby? Yeah, exactly. Who's Sam? Yeah. And I don't, I think this idea is really important and it's not an excuse to just act like a prick towards everybody. Obviously you need to, you know, show up as a good person in the world. But if you're constantly consumed by worries about what other people are going to think of you, like you say, it just, it is a waste of energy. And also Mm. I've mentioned this in another podcast, but if you constantly feel like you're having to change yourself for other people, maybe so they like you more, it's doesn't work out either way because if they don't like you, you'll be disappointed. And if they do like you and you form friendships or relationships or whatever, they don't know the authentic you. So you have to show up and you're living a lie. And I just don't think that's a very good it's, way to go about and that things. Would be, it's so hard to navigate that as mm. well because I think... To a degree, I sort of, I was like that when I was a little bit younger. And I remember having stupid anxiety whenever I'd go out, like to this point where I was sick, Mm. physical symptoms, because it was just like, I don't feel up for putting on a mask. So I need to be me. And I don't know if people like me for me. And it was just, it was so difficult to navigate. But I tell you what, since being true to myself, I've had, you know, so many friendships, relationships and that have all blossomed and people seem to be warmed to the fact that someone's genuine and authentic and not that that's what you're doing it for, but you build real relationships. Yeah, you do, you do. As opposed to these, you know, fake good time relationships and friendships. And I'm sure a lot of people listening will have dealt with that those feelings of anxiety, whether it's at one end of the scale or the other. Mm. And I think we catastrophize everything in our head, obviously, when we're like, what if we go to a party and nobody likes us and I don't get along with anybody? And and if that happens, then so be it. Yeah, but like, I mean, there's a quote, um, I can't remember who said it, I think it was a philosopher, that you suffer more in your imagination yeah. and in your reality yeah, and it's so time. true it's so true you get yourself so worked up and you get there and you go huh. yeah i know what a waste it's of energy n- i know i know <laughs> it's never ever as bad as like your brain tells you it will be no. so i want to move on to another topic slightly different and uh we'll see where this one goes but this i think was your most viral video on tiktok yeah and uh you said I think stop i know what's coming <laughs> <laughs> You said stop having sex with multiple people. Most people who do this end up hurting themselves or the other person. Can you just expand on this? Yeah, I mean, it got a fair few good responses. It's got some positive responses. It definitely got some some backlash. Mm. It's controversial as expected. But I, from experience, I just know that the only, again, this is my own testimony, but when you're going down that path there's only two reasons for it and it's for validation or it's an outlet for some sort of trauma or something of the sort and 
the main point of that video was really to be to consider others because you might be comfortable in your own skin and you might be free to go and sleep with whoever you want or mess around with whoever you want but you don't realize you're messing around with someone's feelings and i think that's what's important yeah is we can be true to ourselves but not at the expense of someone else's feelings and i don't like labels but that is what they say a sociopath is. Not that people that sleep with multiple people are sociopaths. Yeah, but no, I understand. If you're doing something for sort of your own pleasure at the expense of someone else, I just think that that is, um, it's not a great way to live. And you'll end up having a lot of, again, my own experience, subconscious guilt. Mm. And you just feel horrible. And it's, you know, you can be open and you can communicate and that's that's all you can do i think that's the key takeaway i had from that message that you shared is you're not gonna get everything you think you're gonna get from that experience as in having multiple one night stands and maybe some people do and there's always exceptions to the rule but I think a lot of people think it will be fun and you know i'll feel good about myself if i can sleep with this person but Mm. Again, speaking from my own experience, I've then felt empty and a bit shit about myself and confused. And I actually wrote, I used to write a blog. I don't know if I've mentioned that on this podcast before. And I wrote a blog post about how we've kind of forgotten about intimacy. And I mean that, I guess, in the emotional and physical sense. And I think it's so great that sex has become less of a taboo and we talk about it. But by doing that, we kind of view it as this physical act, like sex is the end goal. You know, if you go on a date with someone, your mates are probably going to ask, oh, did you shag her? Not, yeah. not how was it? What was she like? Did you yeah. get along? Was there an emotional and connection? How was it? And exactly. And very I think, surface I think level, we've yeah. kind of forgotten that in this like culture that seems to be hyper-focused on sex. Yeah, because of course the current society is sort of about being you and embracing you and doing what you want and I'm all for it but like I said if you're upsetting people uh, that's a different story but I think like you say we've lost lost sight of it I mean it's a very deep intimate almost I find it spiritual connection it's very deep and I just don't think that that should be abused Mm. Um, and again I think anything for a short good time drinking people do drugs, sex, anything that makes you feel good in that short moment. Even self-pleasure gets you only so far. It's like you have a certain feeling afterward and it's just not good for the mental health. It's not good for the mind. Yeah. And you also become, with sex especially, you become so desensitised to to the other sex. that mm. you Like you say, you just see them as almost a physical body that can give you pleasure yeah rather than a person with feelings with and thoughts and exactly. emotions i think i think that's the key point is it's not saying you have to abstain from you know casual sex or yeah, friends with benefits or whatever and you know on the rare occasion that two people are friends they manage to regularly have sex and not turn it into and anything it else go, then fine yeah. but um Yeah, I think it's really important to maybe question why you're doing something and also 
how it's going to make you feel and how it's going to make the other person feel. Yeah, 100%. Because like I said, I mean if you're in a if you're in a state of mind where you can crack on, you can sleep with multiple people or you can sleep with the same person several times and you don't see it going anywhere and you've communicated that. Mm. I guarantee you at least one of those two people is not happy with that situation. Mm. It's so rare. It can happen, but it's so rare. And it just ends up, you know, spiraling out of control and people get hurt. And why would you want to hurt anyone? Mm. You know, why would you want to hurt anyone? So I think like you say, just being aware of it is, is key. Like, why am I filling my time with this casual sex and sleeping around? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeah. I'm trying to find a good segue, but I I can't. So we'll just move on to a different topic. <laughs> is uh, feelings are not facts. Yeah, I. It's the same as your identity, I suppose. It's it's a thought. It's a feeling. It doesn't define you. You know, mm. we have feelings come and go, and we're only human. I mean, a lot of the time, well, it is a chemical imbalance, really. If you go down that sort of biology route it's a chemical imbalance and the only way to counter that is through spiking say dopamine or serotonin or however you want um but they're not factual they're temporary every feeling is temporary and this is a massive problem which i faced as well of people saying i just want to be happy your goal in life is to be happy and Happiness isn't a state of mind, it's a feeling. So happiness will come and go. Yeah. But this, the common, the sort of state of mind where you want to be at is neutral. And I've tried, I've explained this to some people before and they're like, you sure you're not depressed, mate? And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's just, they come and go, right? So I think yeah. you, the way I see it is that you see yourself on a sort of plane and when you're neutral, you're here. When you feel happy, you sort of lean over here. When you feel sad, you're over there. But you're always centered yeah and I think with that being able to get yourself back to neutral is really like putting a car back to neutral like you need to know the things that are going to get you there and I think that can be part of the problem if you're really wrapped up in these emotions of you know not feeling good enough and feeling Mm. you know bad about yourself and feeling down and how do you get back to neutral yeah well this is the thing about embracing life's lessons and anything you know, that comes towards you, any bit of life's adversity, just taking it full on. And like I said, not fighting it. 
because you'll end up building an armory or a, an inventory, a toolbox, whatever metaphor you want to mm-hmm. use. <laughs> and you'll know that when you feel over there, that's what I do need to do to knock me back yeah. into neutral. Yeah. And it's not as much, you don't have as much pressure of figuring it out, I suppose. Mm. But then you could go the other way where you try everything. Like I've said, I've done in the past where you go through your toolbox and you're like, yeah. tick, tick, yeah. it's not working. But something will Yeah, click. definitely. And I think I saw a quote on Instagram uh, recently and it said, don't let your emotions dictate your actions. Mm. And you could probably argue for or against that. But I do think sometimes you've just got to, like you say, look in your toolbox, find a few things and just test it out. Like, as you mentioned earlier, going into this new year can make you feel quite anxious and you know, it's a bit stress inducing. And I felt that because I was so ready and raring to kickstart my new year. But I was just feeling a bit like rubbish and I was massively overthinking everything. And I had a day full of it. And then in the evening I was like, right, I'm just going to tick a few things off. So I went to the gym, cooked some nice food, tried to journal, just put some thoughts to paper. And I was like, I'm going to switch off from social media, get an early night. And I did wake up feeling a lot better and that's not always a given but I think finding a few little things that are gonna help you get back to that place of I feel okay Mm -hmm. and I think even if it doesn't it's not gonna fix you no granted it's a toolbox but it's not there to fix anything it's it can chip away at it I think and sort of push you back to neutral Mm. and the more that you do it you know there's a great book the joys of compounding and the more you do it, the more it will compound and you'll just be on a roll, you know? Mm. you just constantly be on a roll and granted, sometimes it's going to slip off, but that's that's life, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's just about managing it, navigating it and tackling it, really. Yeah. Linking quite nicely is um, you made a video. I know you've made a fitness account recently mm-hmm. and uh, you spoke about how exercise <clears throat> is a game changer for the mind. Obviously, we do talk quite a lot about like health and fitness and exercise on this podcast, but it'd be really great if you could sort of explain the link between moving and feeling. Yeah, I mean, I actually, so I was in a really bad way probably about a year and a half ago. I was quite overweight. Um, I smoked, I drank and all this kind of stuff, but I went to the gym. Mm. So I thought the gym, you know, that counters it all out. Do you know what I mean? I thought it counters it all out. But... um, I realized and, and I just I tried to jog to lose weight I didn't think it through and it didn't really get me anywhere but once I started focusing and dialing into it I realized that no matter what exercise you do if you're pushing yourself to be your personal best <laughs> granted you're going to have doubts but because you have a an end goal in sight you push through it so you keep pushing through it and I think that complements coming over life's adversity and all these challenges and all these thoughts and even just going on a run like I only started running five months ago I've got a marathon booked in April yeah and if you told me that I'm going to run a marathon this year last year I would have laughed in your face and I would have told you that you're mad and there's no way but now I think I'll get there I can do it you know it's just it's just doubt Mm. It's, it's doubt and it's just working toward it, having your goal in line of sight and gradually working toward it. So I've actually become a bit delusional in the fact that I think I could probably do a marathon 
after this podcast, but there's still some <laughs> there's still some work to do. No, I know what you mean. It's it's overcoming those limiting beliefs. And mm. I had um, a PT on this podcast, and he said something that stuck with me. And he said, "Fitness is the metaphor for your life because yeah. if you can, you know, conquer gym anxiety and hit a PB or go for a run and run further than you thought, like." You've managed to do all of those things. So what else have you been telling yourself you can't do? Exactly. And I don't know if you've been doing, if you've ever done long distance runs. Mm, got a half marathon but I think in April. Oh, I've got one Just in, a half. <laughs> got, like, comparison's the thief of joy. <laughs> but I, it's when you're, you get to certain points in that run and everyone, everyone bangs on about run is high, but no one understands it until mm. you feel it. But there's so much doubt in that run. So much doubt. After 100 metres, you think, oh, God, I, I don't want to do this. And then you think, no, I've got, you know, 19 kilometres to go. I should probably sort my stuff out. And you don't want to fail, so you keep pushing. And then you'll have another doubt, 5K, 10K, 15K. And each time you're overcoming that self-doubt, so that just transcends into your toolbox, mm. into the rest of your life. So when you have that feeling of self-doubt, like I was saying earlier, I know this one. I've had this before. We've been here before. Yeah. I can get through it and I'll be fine. I know. I was I was running this morning and it was a interval session and most of my <sighs> runs so far have just been like easy and I'm like, this is fine. Interval was horrible. Oh my God, <laughs> I was literally like out of breath. I was like, I can do this. I've got this like two more kilometers. But you feel amazing afterwards. Yeah, and I realized as well that I'm only recently back into running, but I thought at the end of a run, I'm like, if it went well, I did that. If it went bad, I still did that. I did that, yeah. You tick it off either way. Yeah. So... In the first gym that I ever went to, um, well, first commercial gym, you come down the stairs and it'd say, no workout is a bad workout. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's facts. I came here, I've exercised more than I would have done if I was at home. Yeah. So how can I complain? Maybe I didn't bench 100 kilos this this time around, but it's all right. Mm, I'm only human. But... um. There's a there's a quote by a philosopher called uh, Carl Jung, mm. and he says the fool or the trickster is the precursor to the savior. So the savior is success, and the fool is sort of like your mindset mm. before you've started the thing. And you have to either embrace. You can take it two ways, but you can embrace the fact that you're new, so you're a fool in that sense, or the fact that you have to be delusional to get what you want. Like yeah. I'm saying about the marathon, <laughs> I could do it after <laughs> this. I probably yeah. couldn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, could, yeah. but I couldn't. But you don't know until you try, right? Exactly. And I think that's the most important thing for people to realise. You never know until you try. And I think that's the problem as well, is that so many people get wrapped up in the fact that, oh, I might not be able to do that. I can't do that. I can't. And they use this word can't a lot. I don't think there's any can'ts in life. As long as you're physically able and mentally able, there's no can'ts, you know? I mean, like you had your you had your other guest, uh, Jack. I mean, he could have said he can't. Yeah. But look at him. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And it's the same as my, my dad actually. He he suffered with like a brain a brain infection um a few years back. And it nearly went like terribly wrong. Um, and he was someone I didn't even recognize after. Mm. Could barely communicate with him. You know, part of his body was out. Mm. Um, 
he couldn't play the guitar or do any sort of uh, music anymore. And as time's gone on, he's of course faced those doubts constantly and he's even voiced them. But just with a little bit of reassurance and perseverance, I mean, he's got to a point now where you wouldn't have known. Really? That's you wouldn't amazing. know. It's, yeah, it is incredible. And you know what I think is like <clears throat> with those examples, if they can do it, so can I. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because again, we're only human. We're yeah. all human. We all yeah. bleed the same blood. Of course, you get the likes of Bolt. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you gave me a few years if I could be up there, but you know, I mean, you can try and you can get as close as, as you'd as you'd like Definitely. really I used to have this problem with with the gym where I thought where's the end goal like where is the end goal with this mm. and I'd always compare myself to like massive bodybuilders like when yeah. I said I was quite big like huge bodybuilders and people that can you know doing world records I go where do I stop where do I stop mm. and I just thought this is me this is my life do it for me and it will just flow and that's what it's like now, you know, you go to the gym to enjoy the gym. Maybe yeah. you have a goal here and there, but... The, the, the end goal really is to just keep going. Until you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like That's something Alex Hormozzi said. Um, like, you don't win at business by making loads of money. Like, you win by keep going with that business. Yeah, and yeah. it's the same applies to the gym as you win by keeping going. Yeah, I spoke to someone at my run club this morning about that. He's um he's got his own business. It's like TikTok marketing affiliation. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, once you've entered that realm of, I guess, personal development, it doesn't end anywhere. Mm. You don't go, right, I've hit a million. That's it. I'm <laughs> done now. It's, it's on to the next one. That's why you see a lot of businessmen. They start up a business. Stephen Bartlett's one of them start up a business. Yeah, it's doing all right now. On to the next. Yeah. Start out from scratch. Let's get that that dopamine rush. Let's test myself constantly. And it's not... I think people get muddled up with the idea that they're money hungry. It's just this is what they love. This is what fuels them. Is just advancement. Definitely. Yeah. And that's just, that looks different for everyone, doesn't it? Exactly. So, obviously we're going into... Well, we've started a new year. Um, I wondered if you had any advice for people who perhaps want to achieve new goals in 2024. I know you touched on the SMART methodology. Um, so, yeah. I if you could talk yeah, I mean, when it comes to goal setting, I'm just a strong believer in start small. Yeah. You know, especially, like, I'm sure you're the same as me. You went into the new year with these massive goals, which is fine. You know, it's great to be ambitious, but you lose sight of what's in between. And you can't, like if I said, oh, I really want to be an astronaut by the end of the year, it's like, oh, it's not going to happen. Mm. I need to, by the end of the year, I'd have to maybe do a certain study or whatever the path is, but start small. Focus on the next step. If, it's going, if you go to the gym, you only go once a week, I want to go twice a week. Reassess in a month's time. It doesn't define, it's the same thing. It doesn't define you. Your goals don't define you. It's just the next step. My goal at one point was to uh, go out for coffee on my own because mm. of the crippling social anxiety. I want to go out for coffee on my own. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't understand why anyone would go out on their own. I thought it's just so nerve-wracking. Mm. And I went out for coffee on my own and it was horrific. I hated every <laughs> second of it. But then I'd done it again and again and again. 
and then by that point I'm traveling around Asia on my own do you know what I mean it's like compounding and I guess you gradually get to the point where something that you never would have envisioned just becomes your next goal yeah it's something I've been seeing a lot of mixed messaging around and I probably spend too much time on social media but (laughs) some people are saying you um if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough and I'm like right I need to you know make big goals then and then other people are saying oh making goals is stupid you should just focus on daily habits and I'm like okay what do I do I think there's somewhere in between there's like a sweet spot where you maybe have ambitions and you have plans but you need to break those things down like you say into small achievable everyday things like we've both got running goals in mind you don't just run it yeah in one day like you do the training leading up to it yeah well exactly I mean someone that I'm my partner who I'm doing the marathon with we were both quite daunted by the idea of 26 miles and because we haven't run even well I haven't even run half of that and I just said you know each week we'll build it up that's why you do it obviously you're conditioning yourself but you're building up to it to the point where it's like it's only another 5k on what I've done you know it'll be hard but a 10k is hard a 5k is hard but you believe in yourself a lot more but it's all about little baby steps is what I like to call it I like to give life's adversity and these sort of tough trials and tribulations cute little names like toolbox and baby steps yeah but baby steps like um start small that's all I can yeah that's all I can and as well when we set these goals we forget the context that will like arise like Mm. You know, there might be a day where you can't make it to the gym or you you can't go for that run because something happens. Like You don't ever anticipate for those little hurdles that are going to come up. But if you can, you know, jump over them. Come back to neutral and jump over. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with smoking, isn't it? A lot of people that want to put down or drinking. A lot of people that want to put down the drink or stop smoking or give up a bad habit. They just go cold turkey. And some it works for some people. Yeah. But baby steps, mm-hmm. baby steps. Like if you're going out every single weekend, go out every other week and maybe don't have 10 pints. <laughs> talking, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm talking to 18 year old me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just start small. And that's what helped me. I mean, my good habits, my positive habits all come from making my bed. I just thought, I think, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it might have even been David Goggins. Mm. Was just like that's what the military teach you is to make your bed every morning. That's your first task of the day yeah. done. And since then it was like I made my bed, right? What's next? As opposed to getting up, oh my god, I need to create a business now. <laughs> you know that yeah, crazy exactly. thought. But so I make my bed and then yeah, just building a little ritual and then it all compounds and yeah. you get so much more done in a day and I think you appreciate how much time we have. And so they say time is limited, but when you're actually doing these tasks and completing these tasks you think do you know what I've got a lot done today definitely and with it with all those things regardless of what your goals are if you can make like if you can aim a few decisions at a better today then those things start to compound until you know you'll look back in a year's time and you'll be remarkably different to the person that you were and it's so hard to give ourselves the recognition we deserve yeah. now in yeah. the moment but the thing that's always helped me is reflecting and it was probably about six months ago I remember writing 
in my journal, I, I drew, I, I started writing about younger me and what younger me would want. And I drew a picture of younger me mm-hmm. and me holding hands, like walking down the road. And I thought, you know what? He'd be proud. He'd be Aww. so proud to say that's that's how, who you've become. Like tackled everything. You've got through it. Even if you don't think you're in a good spot, if you reflect on that point, you think, you know what? I've been through a lot. And it's all relative to each individual. Of course it but is. everyone's been through shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just about navigating. I think appreciating it too. Yeah. Definitely. I've got two more questions for you. So obviously you share a lot of important lessons with people on social media and you've been kind enough to share them with me today. But what is something you're still struggling with or dealing with? Um, oh, easy. Self-doubt. Mm. Not being good enough always crops up. But that toolbox has to get picked out and... I run for it all the time, honestly. Probably, you know, once a month or something. And I think I'm starting to accept the fact that it's just something that's always going to be there. And I think everyone faces that. But it's just about staying strong and building up your armory or toolbox so you can navigate through it. Yeah. But it's something I just, I don't think it could ever go because for me... And it's something that a lot of people don't really like talking about. Um, is that life is tough, you know. We've we don't know why we're here. I don't want to get too spiritual, but <laughs> we don't know why we're here and everyone seems to want to find a purpose, right? And when you can't find that purpose, you think, What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And it's all me, me, me. So I think unless you have faith in, say, religion or something like that, yeah. we're always gonna find that we're not good enough. I get that so much and something I've been toying with is how do you maintain that self-belief when you haven't quite got the evidence to back it up yet? Do you know what I mean? Like I could say I want to be this successful podcaster but nothing proves that yet. I mean, I feel like I'm on the way there Mm. but But you can't see too far into the future, can you? Because success is relative. Yeah. When are you ever going to be fulfilled with that? And it's about, I think... Again, coming, becoming still, someone, this coach that I'd met in Thailand told me that I need to find my stillness. And I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it just stuck with me. It's like, be still. Yeah. And just enjoy the now and just be. And of course, as long as these things that you want to achieve are on your radar for you, you'll be all right. But if you're going, oh, I really want 100K followers. I really want to get six figures in my bank account. Mm. But why? Yeah, definitely. For what? Just it's like an accolade. Granted, it's an accolade. It's a nice accolade to have. I wouldn't deny six figures in my bank account, <laughs> but it's just it's kind of meaningless. Yeah, in a I sense. get that. I get that. And I think one last thing with the self doubt um, feeling is something that's really reframed it for me. Is Alex Formosi said. Uh, <laughs> when you are doubting yourself and you're worrying that something's not going to work out, that's where most people stop. And that's why you're going to keep pushing forward. And I have to remind myself of that constantly because everybody who's been successful in my eyes has also dealt with those feelings of insufficiency and, you know, doubting themselves, but they push through it and they've, that's how they've got mm. to where they are. 
Yeah, and I mean, it boils down to the same thing that we were talking about earlier. I mean, success is relative. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't for social media, I'm a um, self-made life coach that balances a nine-to-five, that runs marathons. Without social media, if I told someone that, they'd be like, yeah. you're a mental case. <laughs> but because of social media, it's like, yeah, but that guy's running 100K it's every wild. day. So yeah. it all boils down to comparison, right? And I don't know if you've ever seen um it's i think it's a psychological study it's called the dunning kruger effect and it's about your knowledge uh against your it's seen as a graph but it's about your knowledge against your confidence so as your knowledge progresses when you first start maybe getting the views or learning about running you think this is easy and your confidence in it spikes and then you get to a point where you think you know what there's actually a lot more to know yeah the more you know the more you realize you exactly don't know. my mom my mom told me that for the first time beautiful quote yeah and it spikes it drops all the way back down and that's when that sort of rut is when a lot of people give up mm. is because they think oh my god okay like i can do this and then they stop but the more that you pursue it and the more knowledge that you build the gradually you become more and more confident and that's what i found with coaching it's so, like I say, self-made. I just one day identified as a life coach because I've been doing it. Yeah, and I exactly. was told, this is what you are. I was like, nah. So I started labelling. Claim it, yeah. Yeah, claiming it. And um, when it first started, I thought, what the hell am I doing? What am I, I'm just a guy. Like, I can't <laughs> help people. And as I stuck to it, and I doubt myself so much, but as I stuck to it, you know, you reap the rewards. And it's not anything I can put out there and show anyone or put on social media. But, you know, it's responses and reviews and updates from people's lives is really rewarding. Definitely. And as the time's gone on, I've got to a point where I think I'm not arrogant, but I'm confident in what I can Definitely. do for people and how I can help people. And there is also a point of questioning whether you're arrogant or not. And I think that's also quite difficult to navigate. But I think everyone is going to have a point of arrogance when they're doing well. And it's like a conflict of, am I good enough for this? Yes, I am. Am I good enough? Like daily, constantly. Mm. And I guess you have to be arrogant for the self-doubt to diminish. Disappear a little bit, exactly. So the last thing to wrap this episode up that I ask everybody is if you had to give a piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? I was going to say about the baby steps, yeah, <laughs> the stepping stone, but I actually have a quote from Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. And he said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that fear and the bible also says worry is nothing but fear and that is what the majority of all problems come around is fear yeah i think we just have to learn to embrace that i love that and that's something i've heard someone say is you can't fake bravery because if Mm. you did the thing but you were scared to do it then you were brave that's being brave and you're so right that having that courage it doesn't mean that you aren't scared it means you do it anyway mm, exactly and that's what makes the brave man or yeah. woman or but 
it's about embracing that. Because if you're too, I'm so scared of heights, right? And I have done all sorts of, um, what are these things called? Bungee jump? No, no, I wouldn't do that. Skydive? Oh, where you go across a... Bridge? <laughs> I know what I'm talking oh, um, about. When you... A zip line. A zip, zip line, wire. that's it. A zip yeah. Wire. Like that. I've done loads of them, go ape and all the lot. And I'm so scared when I'm doing it or when I'm about to do it. And then I just have to be in the moment and embrace it. And then after I'm like, that was brave. Yeah. And it's exactly. just a like, nice little win. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for today. I feel like we've spoken about some really important topics that I hope are going to help people as they go into their 2024 where can people so go if they want to find you? Check out what you're doing online. On TikTok, I go by SJ Helps. That's S J H E L P S. And I have just started up an Instagram account, SamHands underscore fit, which is documenting my marathon journey that we obviously believe in. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's, it's been, been a pleasure. It's been amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much and uh, all the best. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Sam. If you did, please don't forget to follow this podcast on Spotify and share it on social media so more people can find it. I've got some really exciting episodes coming up for you. I'm going to be speaking to a pretty well-known fitness YouTuber, a couple nutritionists, a runner who's taking social media by storm at the minute, and a happiness expert. So I'm really trying to give you a well-rounded view of how you can achieve your personal best. And I hope you guys really enjoy those episodes. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.